Welcome to Think in English, where I hope to guide you through this language maze with tips and tricks to help you improve. My name is John and I teach English. Today I'm going to be talking about travel. I'm lucky enough to have done a fair bit of traveling in my life. Um, I've been to India, Thailand, China of course, the USA, Canada, most of Europe, South America, no not South America, sorry, South Africa, and in some of those countries I worked, so I was viewing it not as a tourist, but as a worker. Each country has its own set of peculiar things, peculiarities, um, things that they only do in that country and nowhere else. For example, in India, cows are everywhere. They are in the streets, roaming through the, the streets, um, walking through the fields. And because they are considered sacred, they're not allowed to be touched or interrupted. So it's quite difficult sometimes if you want to take a photograph of a beautiful monument and a sharp horn pokes you in the back uh, because you're standing in a cow's way and it's used to being allowed anywhere uh, without obstruction. Eating with the right hand is also a custom in India and other countries as well. Um, the left hand is considered unclean. Now, that's okay for most people because most people are right-handed. Unfortunately, I'm left-handed, so I found it very difficult to avoid upsetting people by using my left hand to grab food. I ended up having to sit on my left hand so that it wouldn't jump out without me thinking about it. Quite an embarrassing moment. In China, numbers are very important. The number eight is considered extremely lucky. And I know that somebody paid a lot of money for a mobile phone number with all the eights. It's considered extremely lucky to have anything to do with the number eight. On the other hand, number four is a terribly bad luck. Number four in Chinese sounds like the word death and they avoid it at all costs. There aren't fourth floors in hotels or 14. And also when I got my first mobile phone in China up north Shenyang, I had loads of fours on it and nobody called me. Actually, that was pretty good. In Thailand, dogs are everywhere. They uh, roam the streets, pretty much like cows in India. And they're quite friendly. They're not dangerous at all. They all look the same, short-haired, long-nosed, with a curly tail. And people feed them because in their religion of Buddhism, um, their religion gives them merit if they are kind to animals. Not all dogs are healthy or looked after, but the vast majority of the ones that I saw were in great shape. In actual fact, I wrote a song about a dog that befriended us when we were on holiday and would come to our breakfast table every morning looking for scraps. The owner didn't like him being in the restaurant, so he would shoo him away, but the dog always came back again. Um, the song was called Flying Dog, and it was just a little story about the dog who kept on showing up for breakfast. I worked in Bavaria for three months at a ski lodge in the summer. 
Now, that may sound a little bit strange because there was no snow, but it was three quarters of the way up a mountain and the scenery was magnificent. And so guests would come to enjoy long walks and hikes and I was working there basically cooking breakfast for them and also cleaning up the hotel, um, the bedrooms and that sort of thing for three months. It was a lot of fun and I only worked in the morning. My first responsibility was to boil eggs for breakfast. And on the first day, I did a regular three-minute boiled egg and it was completely uncooked because I forgot that I was three-quarters of the way up a mountain and the air pressure is different and you have to boil eggs for longer. So I think I ended up doing seven or eight-minute eggs so that they were properly cooked. In the afternoons and evenings, I would go for long walks on marches and also I would go to a local pub. The first time I went into the bar, I grabbed my beer and I went over to the corner and sat down at an empty table. The barman immediately came up to me and shooed me away, kind of like the dog in Thailand. And uh, um, somebody came up to me and explained that that table was for regular locals. Kind of like the pub scene in England where regulars come in and they have their own seats. In Bavaria, they have their own table. If there's no local in the bar, the table has to stay empty. Once I went there and there were five people sitting down and they were all laughing and joking, so obviously they were regular people, uh, locals. And on my final day in Bavaria, I was very honoured to be invited to sit at the table, which is called a Stammtisch. Now, a bit of grammar for you, and this is another request from Nick. Um, it seems that, that the adverbs um, in English are quite difficult to master. So I'm just going to give you some examples, very simple and straightforward, and let's see how we can get through these. I walked happily through the forest and sat carefully on a tree trunk. I gently opened my lunchbox and gingerly took out a sandwich. I slowly ate the sandwich and thoughtfully gazed around the area. I suddenly saw a wild pig and I quickly got up and rapidly ran away, stupidly leaving my lunch behind. Now, all of those adverbs that I used had ly stuck on the end of adjectives, which is the most common usage. But remember, some words don't change. Fast stays fast as an adverb. Hard, you can't really say hardly because hardly means almost or barely. So if I hit him hard and I hit him hardly, it makes a whole different meaning, doesn't it? Adverbs are wonderful because they add colour to a sentence and more information. If I read that story, that little piece once again, without using adverbs, it would sound rather flat. I walked through the forest and sat on a tree trunk. I opened my lunchbox and took out a sandwich. I ate the sandwich and gazed around the area. I saw a wild pig and I got up and ran away leaving my lunch behind. It doesn't sound as interesting. 
So just remember, if you can, use adverbs because they modify or change the verb. Adjectives change the subject or the noun, but adverbs change the verb. So you can run or you can run happily. Just a thought. Now I've got five more strange expressions from England and we'll start off with the first one. It was a doddle. It was a doddle. D-O-D-D-L-E. It means something was extremely easy. Did you do that quiz last night? Ah, oh, it was a doddle. Next one, thinking outside the box. Now this is quite a common one, it's not only English, but it's a way of thinking which is not average thinking. For example, if you have a box, everything is confined to what is in the box. If you think outside, then you are open to other suggestions and thoughts. So thinking outside the box is a very useful way of approaching a problem. Another one. Comfort zone. Everybody has a comfort zone. It's a place where you feel relaxed and it's not only a place, it's also a mentality. A comfort zone for some people may, may be um, not having too many people close to you, physically close to you. Another comfort zone may be um, you like to sit in a restaurant with your back against the wall facing the door because you like to see people coming in. And if anybody gets in your comfort zone that you don't want, it's always slightly uncomfortable. Next one, give it a rest. Give it a rest. You use this when somebody is kind of being annoying or repeating the same thing or telling you to do something that you already know or you don't want to do. Give it a rest. In other words, stop it. And the last one is, he was in pieces, or he was in bits. Now this has two completely separate meanings, so you have to take it in context. Her boyfriend left her last night. She was in pieces. That means that she was very upset. He went to a comedy show last night, and the comedian was so funny, he was in bits, or he was in pieces. He was laughing so much, he absolutely had no control over himself. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this. It was just a little chat about my travels and the countries I've been to, a little bit of grammar about adverbs, which make sentences more interesting to listen to and provide more colour, and then finally five strange expressions from England and around the world. Take good care of yourself and I'll speak to you soon. There are thousands of English language teachers out there and I'm very happy that you have chosen me. If you know anyone who might benefit from these episodes, please tell them about Think in English. Many thanks and I hope to speak to you soon.